So if I had to title tonight what I'm going to be speaking on, this is my title. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Are you expecting good to come to you? Are you expecting to be safe in the midst of turbulent times? Are you expecting your health to spring forth? Are you expecting your finances to be blessed, full, and overflowing? Well, that's what I'm expecting. And as believers, that's where we should be set in our faith and our expectation. But we do realize that, you know, fear and panic are running rampant in our nation right now, in the world. I'm just, you hear crazy stuff like, Costco's out of toilet paper. What? Seriously? Why? Why? You know, you go to and some places you can't find hand sanitizer or uh, uh, liquid soap to wash your hands. I'm like, what is the connection here? Why? What are we storing up? I heard some stores were out of spam. You can have spam as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if I'd even eat that during the tribulation, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Just crazy stuff. What is this? It is fear and it is panic. And we are not to buy into that stuff. We're going to magnify the goodness and the faithfulness of our God. How about this? I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging for bread. If he has to, he'll feed us with the ravens and even eat the ravens if you want. I don't know if you like those things. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just saying God will take care of us. And we have to stay in the zone of faith and not in fear. There's different kinds of expectation. And we're going to center in on the good one. But let me just mention this one. There's negative expectation. And that's what seems to be predominant right now in all of the media. That's where people are just expecting something bad to happen. And people sometimes get living in that area where all they expect are bad things. They expect to fail. They expect to be rejected on their job. They expect to be fired. They expect that they're not going to be able to pay their bills. They expect this huge recession and lose everything. Or they get so carried away that they expect every time the phone rings that it's going to be bad news. That's not us. But when I think about that negativity, I don't know why this came up. It wasn't in my spirit. It had to be in my mind somewhere. Anybody in here remember this show from the past century? Yeah, you know, the past century, the 1900s. (laughs) Anybody remember this show? Hee haw. Anybody else remember? Okay, we got some over here. Hee haw. Okay. I thought maybe it just aired in Oklahoma. I wasn't sure, but it was a country. Western show basically and it starred all of these country western singers and there's this one song and when I started seeing some of this stuff on the media I don't know why those words of this song just came up on the inside of me Buck Owens and Roy Clark used to sing this song gloom despair and agony on me deep dark depression excessive misery if it weren't for bad luck with my twang 
I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. But that's not us. That's a terrible song, actually. Terrible confession. That's not where we are living. We're not going to expect have negative expectations. And then there's some folks that they say, no, I'm not having negative expectations, but they're just in neutral. You know what neutral expectation is? Not expecting anything. What will be, will be. Don't, don't get your hopes up for anything good. They live by this philosophy. Just whatever turns up. This turn up philosophy. I'm going to get up today and whatever turns up, that's just what happens. Just living their life in neutral. Not using their faith. Not expecting anything. And that's not a good place to be either. But tonight, we are going to talk about this this expectation. This is where we're at. We have a positive expectation because we have a positive, good, good father, good, good God. Our expectancy about the future, it's not in our ability it's not in the economy. It's not in a political party. It's not in any man. Our expectancy about the future is in our God. We have hope and we are confident and we expect good to come to us from our good, good father. You missed a good place to say amen. amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. So let's jump in here in the Word of God at Romans chapter 15, verse 13, out of the Amplified. I love this. I say that a lot when I look at scriptures because you know why? I love the Word. Don't you? It's wonderful. It's good. It's encouraging. It's nourishment for our spirits. Romans 15, 13. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may, read that last part with me, you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. Is anybody in here tonight bubbling over with hope? Bubbling over with expecting good. Hallelujah. Bubbling over with joy about the future. Our God is a God of hope. Hope thou in God. When our hope and our expectancy is in him, we will be filled with what? Joy. Hallelujah. We will be filled with joy and we will be filled with peace. That's how you can tell if you are, if your faith and your trust is in God. Is there, is there joy and is there peace? That's the characteristics of someone who has put all of their confidence in our good, good father. We're not anxious. We're not worried. We're not fearful. We're bubbling over with hope concerning the future. We don't know what the future holds, but as believers, we know 
who holds the future. And our God is a good God. And our future is bright when we are hooked up with him. I think it was probably the first time that we ever visited the Pismo Beach area when we moved to California. It's a beautiful area, right, Jane? We love that area down there, Pismo Beach. Is, it's gorgeous down there. And we went on a little vacation with our boys. They were small at the time, and it's a little beach town, and they had all these little T-shirt shops. And we went into this one, and they had these T-shirts on display, and I think it was John that was like, I want that one. It had all these little animals on it. I remember the one in the middle was a giraffe. And they all had on sunglasses. And the slogan was, my future is so bright, I have to wear shades. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. I know it's popular now. But I, I think we should, if I could see one of those again, I think I'd buy it. Because that's what we ought to be declaring when we're out and about. Our future is not full of faith. I mean, full of fear. Our future is so bright. It is full of faith. Our future is so bright. We have to wear shades because we're hooked up with the sun of the living God. And when the sun, oh, the son of righteousness, the S-O-N son of God, but he is so bright and so full of wonderful things that it is like the sun light shining upon our path and shining upon our ways. Amen. We have to remind ourselves of these wonderful promises in the word of God. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. The psalmist David, he went through some difficult seasons in his life, but he knew the value of talking to himself and reminding himself of the promises of the Lord. One is found in Psalms 42, 5, and it says this, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Why are you depressed? Why are you down? Why are you discouraged? And then he said to himself, hope in God. That's a good thing to say to yourself. Look at yourself right now. <laughs> Point to yourself and say, hope thou in God. Amen. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. When we hope in God, we don't have to be depressed. When we hope in God and we turn our attention and our affection upon him, we look unto him, your very countenance will lighten up. Your very face will brighten up because there's something about looking unto Jesus and looking away from everything else that distracts, that brings us hope and encouragement and peace concerning the future. When you're tempted to be discouraged and lose hope, it's just another opportunity to believe God and to prove his faithfulness. It's easy with everything that comes against us in life sometimes to lose our hope. But I'm here to remind you tonight to expect great things from 
your great father. And no matter how difficult the situation, we all, we talk a lot about faith and we need to talk about faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But before you can just release your faith, you've got to start in a point of, of hope. I see hope at the end of this tunnel. I see light at the end of this dark place. And because I can see that there's hope in God, then I can get school myself according to the word of God into a place of releasing my faith for change. Amen. God can be trusted. He can be relied on. We can depend on him. We can put our full weight, all our hope in him. 1 Corinthians 1, 19 and Amplified reads like this. God is what? They have it up there yet. God is faithful. He's what? He's reliable. He's trustworthy. And therefore ever true to his promise. And he can be depended on. We'll stop right there. He can be depended on. He is not a man that he should lie. Sometimes we look at how people may have disappointed us and people may have not always been truthful to us. And we sometimes we put how we feel toward a, a man, maybe an authority figure in our life or something. And we, we misplace how we feel toward that man. And we have these things toward God. God is not a man that he should lie. God is reliable. He's trustworthy. He's true to his promises. We can put our full dependence up on him. He will not disappoint us like people sometimes do. Put your hope and your expectancy in him alone. He's a solid, firm, unmovable, steadfast foundation. And let the church say amen. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit more. We're talking about hope. We're going to talk about expectation and expectancy. What are we expecting? Again, in the book of Psalms this time, Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul... Wait silently for God alone. And then read that last part with me. For my expectation is from Him. If you want to have good things, thoughts about your future, hope about your future, it's got to come from Him. It has to be wrapped up in Him. Now listen to these definitions of expect. Expect one is to look forward to with excitement. Another is to anticipate. And then when you look up anticipation, it says this, to look forward to as a certain pleasurable expectation. Perhaps a visit, you know, of grandkids or a loved one. And that gives you that anticipation and that great expectation. Maybe an upcoming vacation to Hawaii. Pastor was joking on the way here and he says, you know, all this quarantine stuff. He said, I think I'll quarantine myself in Hawaii for a month. And I was like, you know what? I haven't heard of any cases of coronas over there. That's probably a good idea. Anyway, y'all want to go? Let's just all go to Hawaii. No, anyway. 
so that you can have this great anticipation and expectation about, you know, a vacation, a visit from a loved one. How about the arrival of a precious little baby? How many of you mamas in here? How many of you were ever pregnant? I guess if you're a mama, you were. (laughs) Kind of goes together, right? So you remember when you were pregnant, and another term for being pregnant is expecting, right? We say that she is expecting. Well, I remember particularly with, with John and I, boy, those days are gone forever. But with him, I only gained like 25 pounds. We won't get into this weight thing, but I weigh more, quite a bit more now than I did when I delivered him, which is pretty sad, but we'll stay. We're, I'm going to expect, I'm going to expect good things. I'm going to expect to lose weight. How about that? Anyhow, so anyhow, but I remember I was so excited about being expecting and being pregnant that I wanted people to notice. So I wasn't gaining a lot of weight. Like I said, I only gained 25 pounds through the whole pregnancy. And I was like five months and barely still a little bump. I'm like, really? But because I was excited about being pregnant, back in the day, you had to actually buy maternity clothes. Remember that? But, and they look like tents. Yes. So I went to Walmart probably, because that's where we were at, Walmart or Kmart, and bought these tent maternity clothes, just hoping that somebody would ask me if I was expecting. Or if I was just, you know, a bad fashion statement. Why am I wearing a tent and there's no butt there? But... <laughs> Finally, in like the sixth month, you could tell I was pregnant. By the ninth month, nobody had to ask. You could tell. You could see it. I was pregnant. I was expecting. And I dare say that there's some of you in here tonight that you are pregnant with promise. You've got some expectations in your God for him to do some wonderful and some awesome things. You are standing on the word of God and you are believing some things to happen in your life. You are expecting some turnarounds and maybe you haven't seen anything yet in the natural and it doesn't look like the situation is changing and sometimes it seems like time has gone by and you're you're just like ah will it ever happen will it ever come to pass well i want to give you an encouraging word tonight expect the lord hope thou in God. He's working on something. Even when I don't see it, I'm so glad they sang that song tonight. He's the way way maker. Even when you haven't seen anything change yet in the natural, God is working on something. If you've got your faith on the line. I was reminded of a story that I heard about the Chinese bamboo tree. This is an amazing tree. You plant this little seed in the ground. You water it. The first year, you see nothing, not even a blade. Second year, you keep watering it. They probably have to mark where they plant it because you see nothing above ground. Third year, keep watering it. Nothing. Fourth year, keep watering it. Nothing. But after the fourth year, 
at some point in that fifth year, all of a sudden, this blade comes up. And then almost overnight, listen to this, it grows 90 feet in six weeks. 90 feet in six weeks. But for four four years and 11 months, nothing. Nothing to the naked eye. But during those four years before it got into that fifth year period, what was happening was the root system was growing underground. And it was growing out and it was expanding because that little seed knew that during that fifth year, that tree was going to grow so rapidly, 90 feet in six weeks, that it would have to have an enormous root system to support that kind of growth. And that's where I sense some of you are at right now in what you're believing God for. You might be at four years and 28 days, but soon and very soon, you're going to see that harvest springing up and it's going to come about quick. There's going to be a rapid, hallelujah, rapid growth because what's happening now is not obvious to the naked eye, but it is happening and God is working, hallelujah, and it shall all come to pass. Don't lose hope. During the time when you first believe God for something, you pray and you claim it and you say, amen. Then sometimes, you know, we want it to happen tomorrow, but it may not happen for five years. It may not happen for longer than that, but keep your faith on the line and it will happen. It shall come to pass. Don't let the vision slip. Don't let go of what you're believing for. Stay in a state of expectancy. Again, the psalmist David said this in Psalms 27, verse 14, out of the Amplified. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Y'all expecting the Lord, right? Be brave and of good courage. Let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Amen. Amen. Expect him. Be stout. Be brave. Be enduring. Some people say, you know, Christianity is just a crutch. I beg to differ. Christianity is not for the wimps and not for the weeks. If you're going to do it right, you got to be courageous. You got to be strong. You got to be stout. You got to be enduring. Hallelujah. That's what we're called to do. Amen. We're looking for him to do something good. We're expecting surprises. Praise the Lord. One more here in Psalms. Can y'all handle a couple more scriptures? One more in Psalms. Psalms 135 out of the Amplified. I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait. And in his word do I hope. So during this time of expecting and this time of waiting, make sure you stay full of the word of God. 
in his word, I do hope. The word of God is light. The word of God is fuel to our spirit. The word is what will keep us steady while we're in God's waiting room. Amen. And then he says here, I I expectantly wait in his word. I do hope. Well, what does hope mean? It's that confident, favorable expectation. You got to have hope. When we have it, that means we are expecting, we are looking with outstretched necks for what we're believing for to come to pass. Now let's go over to Proverbs, Proverbs 23, 18. For surely there is a latter end and a future and a reward and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. Woo, I really like that one. There is a latter end. There is a future. And how, what is our future? It is bright. There's a future and there is a reward and your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. We won't be disappointed. That same passage I really like in the message. That's where your future lies. Then you won't be left with an arm load of nothing. We are not coming up empty. We are not coming up with an arm load of nothing. We are coming up with arm loads of blessing. A faithful man, a faithful woman will abound with blessings. Hallelujah. That's what we are expecting. Arm loads of blessings. And when it comes to our prayer, which we are going to pray here in just a few moments. When it comes to our prayers, we are anticipating. We are expecting arm loads of answered prayer. This is ignite. Ignite our prayers, O Lord, with your anointing, with your unction. Prayer does make a difference. And we are here tonight. I just wanted to encourage you to get your expectancy, increase it into what God is doing and what he wants to do. Not just in our lives. What about the Bay Area? What about California? What about our nation? We need to have a great expectancy for good to happen. Let me close with this passage of scripture in Philippians chapter 1. This is what we're going to do right now. Philippians 1.19 For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Through what? Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So what we are going to do is we are going to offer our prayer. And our prayer is bringing our supply of the Spirit that makes a difference. We're going to come against a spirit of fear that's just trying to get a stronghold in our nation. We're going to pray for people that have been 
infected and affected by this virus. But we're going to put a stop on that thing. In the name of Jesus, we are not expecting the worst case scenario. We are expecting a divine supernatural intervention. We are expecting a turnaround. We are pleading the blood of Jesus over this area. That disease germ and that virus has to die. And we are going to offer our supply in prayer. And he said, this will turn out for my deliverance. He needed deliverance. Well, this situation, we need deliverance from this spirit of fear and this virus running rampant. In the name of Jesus. It is an assignment from the pit of hell. Are you ready to stand with me? Are you ready to offer your supply in the realm of the spirit? Everybody stand. And I think it's good. You know, you don't have to hold hands or anything. But if you want to make your way down to the front, I think that would be good. Just as a sign of unity right now. Glory to God. And we're going to just spend a little bit of time here praying. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Our hope and our expectation is in you. Let's just lift our hands and lift our voice just for a few minutes and just focus upon him. We focus upon you, Lord. Our expectation is in you. We hope in God. We will not be afraid. We will not be disheartened. Ha ha. We will not be discouraged. No, we're going to hope in you. We're going to hope in you. We're going to mashambratalata, offering our supply now. We offer our supply now. Oh, Oh, God, our eyes are upon you. You are good. You are good. You are faithful. Faithful and true. We trust in you with all of our hearts. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord God, above all else. Oh, hallelujah. And in my younger sombra. We stir ourselves up. We stir ourselves up in faith. We stir ourselves up in faith. In faith. <laughs> we stand in faith. We stand on the word of the living God. We will not fear. We will not fear. Hallelujah. Now we are going to take a... Okay, now listen. We are going to take authority over a spirit of fear. I heard someone say... It was a a minister on the radio, and I didn't have time to count it out. But he said there are 365 times in the Bible that it says, Fear not, or don't be afraid. That God gave us a verse about not being afraid for every day of the year. That means there's going to be a lot of opportunities to fear. If he had to say it 365 times not to do it. So no matter who you are, there's that opportunity. But we are not taking it. And we're not going to allow that spirit of fear 
to get a stronghold in our nation. And along with that spirit of fear, it brings panic. People just get panicky and they get crazy. We're not having that in the Bay Area, in California, in our nation. So I'm going to pray a corporate prayer. And then I want you all just to be praying quietly in the spirit and, and agree with me on this. We're taking authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position and our place of authority, seated together with you, far above all principalities and powers, far above all the works of the devil, from this place in you, of authority and in the wonderful name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Oh, the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we speak to a spirit of fear that is trying to grip our nation. Oh, in Jesus' name, you have been found out. And we command this spirit of fear to be gone. In the name of Jesus, you are a name, but the name of Jesus is above you. The name of Jesus is greater than you. So in the name of Jesus, we take authority over fear. Fear in the Bay Area. Fear and panic and all of this stuff that's going on. No! 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 You're not getting a stronghold. This is our domain. This is our territory. And we command fear to be gone. You spirit of fear, leave in the name of Jesus. Leave in the name of Jesus. And we release. We release faith. We release peace. 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 In Jesus' name.